0: Welcome to the Officer Command Q&A Podcast. This is Paul Peluso, editor of Officer Magazine. and I'm joined today by Petersburg, Virginia Sheriff Vanessa Crawford. Thank you for joining me today, Sheriff Crawford.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me.
0: No problem. So Sheriff Crawford was sworn in as the first female sheriff of the city of Petersburg in 2005. and is currently in her fifth term as sheriff. She also serves as chair of the Board of Governors of the Small and Rural Law Enforcement Executives Association. Today, we will be talking about budget challenges and management. So, first, Sheriff Crawford, can you talk a little bit about how you got your start in law enforcement?
1: Certainly. Again, thank you so much for having me. Um, Of course. Initially, uh, immediately after college, of course, everybody is looking for a job, and I was hired about a month out of college as a social worker. And... Four years to the day, uh, I left that job and went into the Virginia Department of Corrections as a counselor. And from that point, I was promoted up through the ranks to uh, superintendent senior, retired. And at that point, I was being called by citizens in this community, the Petersburg community, to run for sheriff. And actually, prior to retiring, I was called and I Decline that offer because if you run and you're elected and then you're not elected uh, on a second run, of course you don't, I would not have had the opportunity to retire because at that point I was too young to retire. But after retirement uh, and staying retired three years, I did run for sheriff and, and won. Um, it was kind of a natural progression Since being in law enforcement on the corrections end, and then coming to run, uh, at that time, two jails, our courts and our civil process section, it was pretty easy um, because of the experience I had gained in the Department of Corrections. So, did not plan on a law enforcement career, but have had a wonderful career in this area.
0: Okay, great. And can you talk a a little bit about the makeup of, you know, the city of Petersburg and your department as a whole?
1: Sure. Um, We have a city council made up of seven um, citizens who are elected by ward. So we have seven wards, and then the council elects the mayor. Uh, Petersburg is a a community of about 33,000 citizens. Um, And we are one of a few communities throughout the country who has a sheriff's office and a police department in the same jurisdiction. The police department pretty much does the arresting and the law enforcement. The sheriff's office previously ran the jails prior to closing, um, but we also uh, are responsible for the safety and security of the courts civil process, transportation, and um just making sure that the community is is safe. And I do have deputies who also go out and um provide selective enforcement, do selective enforcement.
0: Okay. And what what are some of the current budget challenges um you guys face at the Petersburg Sheriff's Department?
1: Well, I don't think we're unlike any small agency. Um, Because in Virginia, most sheriff's offices are funded by the Virginia Compensation Board. Um, Most of our funding comes from them. And as a result, uh, the city does fund us with certain items per the Code of Virginia. However... um, they don't fund us with everything. Now, they do fund the police 100%. But because we are partially funded by the compensation board, uh the city does not fund us for everything that we need in our office. Um we do have most of the essential equipment uh either funded by the compensation board or by the city, but you know, there are things that we do need that we don't always we don't always uh get a shot at initially without some constant prying such as uh vehicles okay. uh, updated updated computers and and also pay parity is a concern and an issue probably for most small agencies, particularly if they have a police department in their same jurisdiction with them.
0: Yeah, and that has has that been a challenge that um you guys in the police department are kind of vying for the same money in a way?
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm the sheriff's office. But the police department, yes. Yes. The um compensation board funds several of my positions. Of course. But the other positions that I have are funded by the city. Okay. So, uh by the fact that the police department is 100 percent funded by them, then they they get the most attention. Um, in our jurisdiction, um, the city does um, support us with a supplement, which we are very grateful for, but it still does not bring us up to par with the police department. Um, The police department starts off with a person who has no experience in police work at $53,000 and you get a $10,000 sign-on bonus. If you bring experience to the department, you will sign on at a little over $70,000 and a $20,000 signing bonus. Now, that is not unique to Petersburg. That is a situation that is happening across, I know, the Commonwealth, in terms of being able to... We're not able to provide bonuses, and most small agencies are not, Um, and we don't have the same starting pay. So when you are next door to an agency, who can provide these large bonuses and you're struggling to hire the same people it it really becomes a challenge with retention and recruitment
0: so what ways have you guys found i, I guess to get creative about retention and recruitment and um to, to find ways to you know um you know sub- supplement your um your staff Uh, when you face those challenges?
1: Well, um, as I said, the city does supplement us some, but it still does not bring us up to the same level as our police department. Now, um, I try to do things or create incentives to make our staff want to stay. And also, I try to make sure that they understand that uh, money is important, especially when you're trying to, you know, pay a house note, feed your family. Um, but money is not everything. So uh the city has allowed us to provide some bonuses based on some vacancies that I've had, uh, which have uh which has allowed us to keep some people. Um and just the work environment, creating a work environment that is um, conducive to wanting to be here as opposed to needing to be here to work. Um, the other incentives, I take my staff to um, national and state um, conferences, which allows them to uh, experience something outside of the Virginia world or the Petersburg world, and to network with other agencies. And at conferences, of course, there are many vendors who provide um, resources to different agencies. And by allowing them to do that, they can kind of see what the vendors offer. And if they come back and we have a conversation about something that they saw at the conference. If we can in any way fit it in the budget, even for the next year, or find a grant or someone to provide us a resource to purchase that item, then you know we do so. And I always give credit to the person that bought it to me saying, okay. we, we have this because Deputy So-and-so saw this at a conference and thought that this would be a good idea for our community. So those are just some of the things that we do.
0: Okay, great. And uh, as far as your department makeup, how many um, deputies and and staff members do you have on staff?
1: I have 20 full-time deputies, and I have two administrative uh, persons and one uh, part-time administrative person. Okay. Part-time accreditation uh, Mm office.
0: So when we talk about budgets... um, what kind of you know funding resources, such, such as uh, state, local, and federal grants, um, have, do you guys use, or have you used in the past to supplement uh, the department's budget?
1: Well, sure, um, but the problem is that uh, many grants require a match, yeah, which is never included in our budget, and then. Every once in a while, we can find a grant um, that will supplement those budgets, my budget, but those times are few and far between. Um, And that is one of the missions of the Small and Rural Law Enforcement Executives Association. Um, And that is to provide resources to the small and rural agencies because we cannot compete on the same level as the large agencies because of our budgets for these grants. Yes. Um, so we try to do what we can to be creative, to uh, find resources, to get done what we need to be to have done, if my budget does not support it.
0: And you mentioned the uh, Small and Rural um, Law Enforcement Executives Association. How has that group helped your organization when it comes to things like uh, training and just knowledge and the ability to do, do things like, uh, you know, apply for grants?
1: The Small and Rural Law Enforcement Executives Association has shown to be a wonderful resource. They provide webinars, uh, conferences, uh, workshops that have all been at no cost to any of the agencies thus far. And it's valuable training that uh, we get uh, through this uh, agency. And by getting the training, it also allows us to Uh, build training credits to the officers, the deputies, uh, build training credits to perhaps move on to another level. Um, But the biggest thing is the valuable resources that they offer and the training that they offer at no cost. Um, So when you talk about having a very small budget and limited resources, and then you have an organization that provides these opportunities at no cost, that is priceless.
0: Okay. So uh, when it comes to budget challenges, how does that affect you know, your department's ability to serve the public and uh, also keep your deputy safe?
1: Well, even though we don't do the law enforcement on the street, we yes. are still bound to uphold the law to keep the public safe. But the challenge remains getting everything we need to make sure that we have the resources to keep the public safe, to keep the courts safe, and of course our citizens and my deputies. So anytime that um I can have a conversation with our city manager I do when I feel like there is an opportunity to um uh provide some information to keep the, uh, keep our community safe in terms of what we need to purchase. An example would be uh, we needed to purchase tasers okay. uh, a few years ago. We did not have it in our budget, and it was a very, very expensive uh, item. Of um, but because uh, he realized that there was uh, an essential need for those items, Um, our city made a way to provide those items for us.
0: Okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. So just a couple more questions here. Um, How do budget challenges hinder your ability as a law enforcement executive from a management standpoint? And how has that changed, I guess, over time since you started as sheriff in 2005 until now?
1: Hmm. Well, you know, it it can be very exhausting <laughs> to <laughs> continuously ask for resources that are essential to your operation, um, particularly when again you're in a community that has a police department and you see all of the resources that they are provided, but when you request some of the same things because we're we're uh, tasked to do the same duties as they are. Um, you get a little pushback, um, so it it does affect morale, and 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 that's a challenge keeping my my deputies' morale up. But you know, I always tell them, just hang on, um, stay positive, um, and we you know we're go, we're going to get through it. You know, I I just feel God provides for us when we need it, and you know we'll get it, but when When you know you can go a thousand feet and make get a bonus of twenty thousand dollars and and your salary goes up thirty thousand yeah. dollars uh it's it's very hard to <laughs> to motivate people to stay but um I have such an awesome staff, and not only are they awesome they're experienced they're talented, and they're very loyal. So I have finally filled all of all of the positions that we have. It took us a while last year. Um, I think I had at least one vacancy, sometimes two, because of, not because they went anywhere else, but because of retirements. Okay. Um. And it took me a while to uh, fill those positions with the right people. A lot of people are qualified, but everybody is not. Um, uh a lot of people are qualified but a lot of people are not suitable. So uh it took me a while to fill them but we are full and I think everybody right now uh plans to to stay until retirement. So That's great. Uh, you know so we have have been able to put together an awesome staff and again other people are trying to recruit my people because they are so well respected in our community um and and when we work get work alongside other agencies i often get calls just saying how well my deputies perform so when when that happens i also let them know so and so calls and said "You did a great job, and sometimes I'll get letters and when we get letters i'll I'll read them in our staff meeting for everybody to hear so that they can aspire to reach that same level um, so it it continues to be a challenge, but uh, we're in here for the long haul, and um, I just feel like at some point whatever we need. Um, the the city or the state will provide.
0: Okay. Well, I I thank you so much for joining us today, Sheriff Crawford. Is there anything you wanted to add that we may not have touched
1: on? Well, again, to your listeners as well as your readers, uh, I would encourage those who are in small and rural and tribal law enforcement agencies to take a look at our agency and see what we provide. Um, Lots of resources, webinars, workshops, training, all at no cost to your agency, which is a great price. Um, And the membership is free as well. So we are 6,500-plus strong now, and that's just in a a two-and-a-half-year period. So we're continuously growing. And we welcome not only the small, rural, and tribal agencies, but large agencies can become a part of the small and rural agency, uh, law enforcement agency as well. And we would welcome everyone. That's
0: that's great. And, yeah, I, I would like to thank the Small and Rural Law Enforcement Executives Association again for getting me in contact with you. And... Um, and for our, you know, listeners out there, if you have any questions for me, feel free to reach out at editors at officer.com. It's editors at officer And I think you again, Sheriff Crawford, I think what you guys are doing there in Petersburg is great. And um, and, you know, all the challenges that you guys face as a, a small agency. And you guys have definitely found some ways around those. So I, I think you guys are doing a great job. And uh, thank you, everybody, again, and um, make sure you check out the next episode of the Officer Command Q&A podcast. Take care.
1: Thank you. Have a great day. You too.